Weren't they beautiful? Wasn't that good? Let's give them a hand. Amen. Amen. Well, today we are celebrating Thanksgiving Day. And uh, I'm a little bit cranky. I'm warning you. They stole my coffee hour. Don't you agree with me? So, instead of preaching for half an hour, I'm going to preach for one hour. I enjoy Thanksgiving. I enjoy Christmas. I enjoy Easter. And I enjoy the 4th of July. And I started preparing this message, and I found myself, I'm in the 4th of July already. I said, Adol, wait till the 4th of July. Don't lose it now, later on. But since it is Thanksgiving this week, I would would like to share with you, those who forgot, you went to school, you went to college, some of you, and uh, you know how this Day came to being, the Thanksgiving Day. The first Thanksgiving Day in America was held December 13, 1621. Governor William Bradford of the Massachusetts Plymouth Colony declared a Thanksgiving Day, and that Thanksgiving Day was one for feasting and prayer. For many years thereafter, no Thanksgiving Day was observed. On October 3rd, 1863, I'm making it quick here, President Abraham Lincoln issued the first Thanksgiving Day proclamation, setting apart the last Thursday of November to be Thanksgiving Day. For 75 years, Thanksgiving was celebrated on the fourth Thursday of November. But in 1939, Franklin uh, Roosevelt, D. Roosevelt, changed it to the third Thursday, but Congress in 1941 ruled that Thanksgiving Day would be the fourth Thursday of November. And that's why we are celebrating it. But the most important thing why we're celebrating Thanksgiving Day is a day set apart to thank the Lord for what we have. We are the only country, and thank God for also for Canada, we are the only two countries in the world that have set apart two Thursdays or two days, okay, to celebrate and thank God for what he has given us. Can you say with me, thank God for what you have given us? Let me hear it. Out loud, we should be thankful this morning. We have no other day to see each other, and on Thursday, we're going to be all scattered to gather with families and friends and enjoy this wonderful day that was given to us. Thanksgiving is an American and became an American holiday and a tradition, and it is a biblical principle. The psalmist said, let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Are you thankful? Let me hear it. Amen. 
Amen. We are going to uh, work together this morning. So no time to sleep. Once a philosopher, once a philosopher said, and he was right this time, most of them are not, with all respect. (laughs) Okay. A thankful heart is not only the greatest virtue, but the parent of all other virtues. And someone echoed this saying, the worship most acceptable to God comes from a thankful and cheerful heart. Isaac Walton once said, God has two dwellings, one in heaven and the other in meek and thankful hearts. We live in a culture that has received much, much, and yet complains about almost everything. Isn't that true? If it's sunny, we complain about sunshine. If it's it's raining, though I'd like it to rain more and more, we complain about rain. We complain about this. We complain about that. We complain about the government. We complain about everything. And we are a bunch of complainers. Well, we are going to change that today. We are going to be a bunch of thankful people. Give me this day, would you please? (laughs) As Christians, and I gather we are all here, hopefully, Christians, believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. We should know better. This is why we are exhorted. In everything, give thanks. That's the Bible. It says, in everything, give thanks, because for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So, today, I have a few thoughts I want to share with you. And I'm please be seated. Next Thursday, American families and friends gather together to celebrate this great day in our history. And the very first thought I want to share with you, I am, I want you to join me, say, God, thank you for our country. Are you thankful for our country? It started with prayer and feasting, with thanksgiving and praise to our God. And this tradition continued until it reached us, this generation, and for, hopefully, the generations to come. This is a beloved country. This is why I mentioned 4th of July. I started preparing, and I jumped to the 4th, and I started talking. I said, stop, Adel, this is not the 4th of July. Wait, for, for, wait, six months from here. Okay. All right. Help me if I go astray this morning. I need your help. This is our beloved country, and God, thank you for the USA. As you gather 
this week around your tables with the turkey or what you like to have with families and friends. Take time and lift up your heart to God to thank God for America. May it always be the bedrock of Christian faith and freedom. It behooves us as Christians to observe that and to remind our children and their friends and whoever you meet that we are celebrating this day, Thanksgiving, because God has given us a great country with plenty to be able to celebrate it and enjoy it and rejoice in it. I want you to think, and I want you to lift up your hearts that day and say, this is the Lord that has given us away with complaints, away with complaints and murmuring and grumbling. This is the day that the God has given us. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Will you do that? America, as I said, is a grand country. No other country come close to, to this country of mine. We are able to celebrate Thanksgiving in peace. And you know why? We seldom thank, thank God for that. Because our troops are fighting on our behalf. We celebrate with our families and friends in peace and dignity and love. And what have you, while many are roaming the seas, watching over us in the skies, on the borders, in police stations, by their fire trucks, in faraway places, in bunkers, behind enemy lines, anywhere in the world to ensure our safety and to protect our freedom and liberty. Do we thank God for them? What a great country. Thank you, Lord, for our country. And what a great life we have in the USA. Let us take our stand as good citizens and as dignified Christians to give thanks for what we have and praise God for it. Let us pray that America's greatest days are yet to come. And can you say with me, God, thank you for our country. Away with murmuring, as I said. Away with that. Let's change our attitude. Let's thank him. There is no country that is without fault. We have our faults. We go through Situations that are ashamed of. We do things that we cannot mention here from the pulpit of God. We see things that we don't like. But when we tally everything, we can say at the end, we thank you God for our country. We are still the best. And we are going to continue to be the best. By the grace of God. God, thank you. That's the, my first point.
God, thank you for our church. Can you say that? Thank you for our church. Let me hear it. Thank you for our church. Amen. Let us give thanks for the influence of the church on its members. Listen to me. First and more foremost, the church is a place of refuge. We find joy not only in the beautiful building, building that God gave us miraculously, but also in prayers, in Bible study, in lessons, in sermons, in music, in fellowship. Didn't you enjoy the choir this morning? Oh, I enjoyed the choir. I wanted to thank them very much. And many thanks for you, choir members, and those who are still back there. Thank you, Sylvia. May God bless Randy. And those who couldn't make it, we are so thankful for the music that we have here. We don't hire professionals. We have them from the members of the church. We just practice and practice and give us those beautiful musical uh, celebrations. The church lifts up the fallen. Think of it this way and thank God for it. The church gives strength to the weak, gives hope to the hopeless, gives help to the helpless, and gives freedom to the enslaved. The church is not the building. It is the people who make the church to rise or to fall. And we thank God for every member of this church because you made this church to rise and continue rising to spread the word of God and the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is you, you who believe and who are carefully joined together with Christ as parts of a beautiful, constantly growing assembly of dedicated believers helping to spread the word of God. It is the teaching of the word of God. It is the message that is delivered from this pulpit. It is the Holy Spirit that works in the hearts to convict, to change, and to guide. Yet, let us give thanks for the shepherds who lead us and the teachers who spend their lives to feed us. Let us give thanks for every member, for their loyalty, for their support and contribution in many ways to keep this church, their church, going forward to offer the message of conversion, of comfort, and of challenge. And you members of this congregation, no less can come to those who invest their lives in the service of Christ and his church. May the Lord compensate you and give you much more than you give. He promised that he will never keep himself in debt those who honor him and love him. Let us offer our thanks to God for each and every person. And can you turn toward your neighbors, the one sitting by you, say, thank God for you. Can you say that? And I thank God for you all. I'm happy to be here. Thank God for each and every one of you. And this is how we celebrate Thanksgiving. We can point fingers. 
We can find faults. You can find faults in me. Many maybe. 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 More. <laughs> God help me. Don't strike me. <laughs> we can find. If we look for faults, we'll find them. But if we look for blessings, that's the most important thing. Thank God for each and every member. Thank God for you, for your love, for your kindness, for what you're doing. And this is what I wanted to tell you today. That I am thankful for you all. On behalf of the church leaders, we wanted to thank each and every member for what you have done and what you do and what you will do. May God continue to bless you. But the third point, you see, I promised you one hour, I'm going to go 20 minutes. My third point said, God, thank you for our country. God, thank you for our church. And God, thank you for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Last but not least, he is everything. As we reflect on thanksgiving, we must never forget what God freely gave us to enjoy. Our beloved country, our dear church, and now we take a little bit of time to thank him for his great gift. You know, in Second Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 15, Paul writes to the church, and Dean knows it by heart. Thanks be to God for his unspeakable gift. What is this gift? Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ. He is our all in all. All things came into being by him. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. He came to offer forgiveness Redemption, eternal home, and power for daily living. And he's still offering it every day. Very soon we'll celebrate the greatest gift to humanity. The Lord Jesus Christ, who took a form of a baby and came as a gift to each and every person. To enter the hearts, enter homes, change lives, and completely deliver from the power of the devil and the power of sin. And he did. He did. And thank God. Many people are coming to the Lord Jesus Christ. Especially in these last days. And I hope you don't leave this place. If you don't know Jesus Christ as Savior. You don't leave this place today. Without taking him as your friend. And as your Savior. If you do not own him as Savior. I encourage you. That's my word. For you on this day, I encourage you to put your faith in Jesus Christ now. Trust him. Ask him to come into your heart and to cleanse you from sin and from everything that has stopped you from giving your life to him. I assure you that you will have the best thanksgiving with the dearest Memories that will stay with you throughout eternity. Wouldn't it be beautiful if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior this morning. To say, Lord Jesus, I give you my heart. 
completely. It doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, any religion, and uh, you belong to any... Jesus Christ is not looking for religious people. He's looking for people who are willing to give him a place in their hearts. Jesus Christ doesn't want your religion. He wants your heart. And if you know you don't have him as your personal savior, as your friend, as your Lord, this is the time. And you will have the greatest Thanksgiving celebration with peace in your heart and joy in your life that you have never experienced before. That's the gift today. I assure you of that. Please take that gift and thank God and rejoice in it. And say with me, God, thank you for Jesus Christ my Lord and my Savior. Do you have him as your Lord? Do you have him as your Savior today? He who came left the portals of heaven. He who left the presence of his Father, God. He came, took the form of a man and looked like a man, lived like a man and lived amongst us Without sin. Heal those who are sick. Console those who are weary and tired and sad. Raise the dead from their tombs. Entered homes and changed homes completely. He took lives. Lives that were without hope. Hopeless. Helpless. Filled with sin. He took these lives. When they came to him. And changed them. And told someone. This woman who was caught. In sin. Your sins are forgiven. Go and sin no more. That's the gift of God. And that's the gift for you. This thanksgiving. Go and sin no more. What does it mean? You are not going to be a slave to sin anymore. Because you will have a power within you. The power of the Holy Spirit. The power of God. To give you strength. To live a life above that sin. Because Jesus Christ from now on is walking with you. And living with you. And living in you. And gives you that strength you need. God. Thank you. For Christ Jesus, our Savior. Are we thankful? And if you don't have him as your Savior, while in your seat, while I'm speaking, in about two minutes, I'll end up the meeting. And while we're praying, say, Lord Jesus, I want to have a great Thanksgiving. I don't want to spend it in drinking and fighting I don't want to spend it away from you. I don't want to spend it in fear anymore. I want to spend it with you. Come into my heart. Change my life. Take my sins away. Save me. And as you say this, through the Holy Spirit, the Lord Jesus Christ takes place in your heart. 
gives you a new heart, gives you a new life, and gives you a happy Thanksgiving. This is what you've been looking for all your life. Away with drinking. Away with getting drunk. Away with fighting. And come, Lord Jesus, and take over my life and give me a new life. I read a little poem. I'll end up with it. He said, not even God a greater gift could give, nor heaven itself a dearer boon impart when Jesus came and died that I might live, God gave without reserve his very heart. Let's bow our heads for prayers. If you're thankful and you're passing by this little church in this valley today and you don't know Jesus as your Savior, I can assure you of one thing. You didn't pass by here and you're not here by pure chance or mistake. You're here because someone invited you and God wants to change your life and save you and give you a wonderful life. While you're sitting in your seat, ask Jesus Christ to come into your heart. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you, sinner. I confess I am a sinner. Please, come into my heart. Change me. I accept you. I take you as my Savior. And from now on, give me strength so I can live for you and for you alone. And I assure you of one thing. With this prayer, if you say it with all your heart, God will give you strength and power to live the wonderful life. And you will spend, I guarantee you, a happy Thanksgiving and a wonderful Christmas and a wonderful life thereafter. Would you pray that prayer? Pray it in your heart. And Father, as we conclude this celebration of Thanksgiving, we pray that you keep us, keep us thankful, not this week, not on Thanksgiving Day, not this month, but every day of the year. Give us hearts to acknowledge your love and kindness. Give us hearts filled with gratitude and thankfulness. Give us hearts to hear your word and obey it. Give us a life to please you. And help us, Lord, as we walk amongst the people, we walk with integrity, with honesty, so people would say, these are children of God. Help us, O oh Lord. Help us to count our blessings instead of counting our problems. Help us to acknowledge your goodness and faithfulness. And help us to look above, for we know where our salvation is coming from. Bless this congregation.
bless our food that we are about to take. Help us, Lord, never to forget, to forget where all these blessings come from. You are the source of everything we have. Thank you. Dismiss us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.